I think games offer a unique opportunity as a medium to create experiences that really invite the player to bring their own experience and therefore their own interpretation to the game. It's about expanding the spectrum of what video game can provide as, as a medium. We thought if we would be able to help to grow this medium, we need to present to the world that games can be about these feelings. They can provide these emotions. I had read The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand, and I enjoyed it. It certainly made an interesting impression on me. The goal was, at the beginning, it's like, let's take these notions of, these philosophical notions, and put them in a world where things can go off track, potentially. An odd world was always supposed to be this sort of dark side of globalization reflecting the real world. I think gaming is unlike any other medium, in the sense that you can engage an individual's undivided attention for hours at a time, and embody the main character making choices, taking action. I mean, this is, this is what makes gaming such a powerful medium. It's a tool through which you can see the world through another person's eyes. Greetings everyone, and welcome to Interactive Artistry, dedicated to showcasing and celebrating the work of creators who are on the forefront of adding emotional, psychological, intellectual, and philosophical depth, dimensions, and maturity to the interactive medium, also known as games. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by the host, the main creator, uh, founder of the Dark Crystal podcast, Trial by Stone, Mr. Philip Mitchell. Welcome, Philip. Hello, Albert. Um, yeah, I just want to say yeah, thanks for inviting me to um, this new show of yours. <laughs> Cheers, man. A pleasure, privilege, and an honor to have you on the show, as I mentioned in the pre-show. Um, yeah, so glad to have you, man. Um, so I'll crack on to the rest of the intro, and then we'll, we'll jump right in. So for our new listeners, through Interactive Artistry and all its other title-specific shows, including Death Stranding Podcast, God of War Podcast, and Fumito Ueda Podcast, our mission is to create a dedicated space for extending this unique medium the respect, dignity, and legitimacy as a creative and storytelling powerhouse that it rightly deserves. Far from just being an outlet for distraction, recreation, or competition, games are a true art form unlike any other, the only one in fact that, like life itself, is an interactive experience. This unique aspect gives them the potential for unprecedented levels of intimacy, resonating with the very core of what it means to be human. In short, we believe games are the most worthwhile and effective form of art and entertainment ever, and every week on this show, we chronicle their growth in the form of news, breakdowns, analyses, and more. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started.
Fantastic, Philip. So I'm going to obviously have, have a bit of fun editing this, but yeah, it's all right. as soon as I said, let's get the show started, gigantic swell of the Tre- of the Trevor Jones um, theme. Da, na, na, na. You better believe it, yeah. son. <laughs> yeah, I know. On my with my interviews, I always go to the the Podling Village. Yeah, so let's go to the Podling Village and chat to. <laughs> I love it. It's so good, dude. You create an atmosphere with your show. Uh, don't you find like with books, like the best of like audiobooks even, or like movies as well. You yourself, like that's why I said earlier, and I wasn't like exaggerating or like going into. I, nothing i gain nothing mm. from superlatives or smoke blowing uh or hyperbole yeah. it's just like yeah the um the feeling of your podcast actually does feel like oh i'm in the podling village i'm actually there chilling yeah. out in the thra <laughs> with jen you know with kira it's it's so good dude uh thanks yeah yeah no, it's just something you know i try to have fun with it um every now and then and um i mean especially like you know if i have um you know interviews of people who are you know part of the the franchise as well um that you know i do put a probably put a little bit more effort (laughs) with some of those interviews um just to um you know get the story across of just imagining the story and putting it to the music sort of can work sometimes yeah yeah well with mine you don't have to like please you can even just have silence just like uh-huh. oh oh this is just albert man like we don't need clips for that guy <laughs> i'm kidding yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's actually listeners I, I may as well announce it here um speaking of being on each other's shows i will be on um very graciously like i like i definitely didn't don't take it for granted and, and i came as a really pleasant um uh, pleasant sort of happening uh that uh philip is um uh yeah we're gonna i'm gonna be on his show um to discuss is it um the uh the creation myths or the which one are we which one are we? i yeah yeah so there's um three there's three shows that are happening that are sort of part of the dark crystal podcast network of sorts uh so we have uh trial by stone which is the interview sort of style show um, or interview people who are either fans who have worked on the films or, or actively working um, on new Dark Crystal projects. And then, uh, and, and so, I mean, the one that, uh, that you'll be a part of is called The Gathering Songs, um, which is uh, sort of a roundtable discussion show of all things Dark Crystal. And, uh, and, and, I, and I have done some, like, in the past um, under the Trial by Stone uh, shows so so I have done episodes with roundtable discussions about the the graphic novels the creation myths um, as well as um, the shadows of the dark crystal and I think even like a, there was a, a PDF document that was on the official dark crystal website called the Gelfling Gathering um, and that sort of um, gave a backdrop of all the different uh, Gelfling clans and all these different characters so no no which is pretty cool so no I'm very um, very excited to um, get into um you know with the new format with the gathering songs um and our first um sort of new episodes uh will be about uh, shadows of the dark crystal but right now um right now what, what's happening with that show is uh, we're re-releasing the old episodes of trial by stone to put them just under a new banner and then and then down the track uh we'll have that new content with you know discussion on uh song of the dark crystal and and much more and then your third segment is the Dark Crystal Minute. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, and that's with myself and um, a good friend of mine from the US, uh, Jamie. And um, but, and it, and it, it, it and it's inspired by um, a lot of, um, m- I guess, like movies by minute podcasts. And I think it was really, um, I mean, I think the first one that started it all was, I think, was about the Big Lebowski. 
but it was sort of Star Wars. I think it was like the I can't remember the name of that podcast. It was the Star Wars that, Minute, I think. Yeah, that sort of that sort of uh, popularized it, and a lot of people uh, decide to make their own podcast. You know, where on each um, episode they'll talk about a what happens within a minute of the dark of, of of the films. So, for example, with the Dark Crystal, um, it goes for ninety five minutes. So that will there'll be at least ninety five episodes which will probably add probably be about 100 episodes you know if we had special episodes in between in the mix if it does happen um yeah about just just chatting about the dark crystal um and just really going into the specifics of you know what happens and you know there'll be things that we've never seen before never thought about um so it um it makes it, it makes great discussion yeah, I found that too, definitely, and 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 so much of the um, kind of uh, and I the reason that like there's a listeners for, for you wondering about the, the 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 collaboration kind of here between Phil and I is that when I detect this is actually related to our um, new upcoming show, the Shadow Dome as well. When there's the a sort of that shared DNA of a certain like call it a uh, sort of call it a genre or call it a medium, which is uh, you know um, or call it a property like Dark Crystal or in, in our case games, um, there is this. Um, sort of shared this shared notion that there's there's something that like the wider world still hasn't really caught on to that there isn't like there's there are layers and um dimensions to this material that is it is so rewarding and so enriching um to dive into and appreciate on so many more levels than than on the surface level um and so our new show the shadow dome um like that refers to a word in in the universe it's like where they house the jaegers and research the kaijus and all that for pacific rim but we also want to kind of shadow through like it's actually a reference to wanting to break through um that that kind of cult status sort of bubble that both pacific rim uh um dark crystal and also um yeah the like the notion of games being being um, just games like we want to redefine that and we have these things we hand out at interactive artistry called um, testaments of amelioration um, they're like these certificate type things um, in recognition of people who are actually out there wanting to actually shift that that t- shift that notion and now I want to get alongside with you Phil to a point in the future where Dark Crystal when you say that you'll never no longer think no longer think oh that 80s cult movie you'll think oh whoa dark crystal can't wait for the next movie to come out can't wait for the next yeah. series to come out or the next figure to come out um which is really where as you've been interviewing you know the mcfarlane um you know people uh and, and then with age of resistance like that is shifting and and um and i i really i i do not exaggerate man like you're part of the the forefront of that um uh, gathering uh, the sort of nodes of um increasing and i see that the numbers as well going up it's such a great sign you know the dream fasting facebook group um yes, seeing people yeah, yeah, yeah gathering yeah. together gathering songs it's a perfect name as well for that one by the way but yeah go ahead oh yeah i was just saying yeah i mean gathering songs was sort of very um influenced with the name i think the uh, the galfling gathering and so it's just sort of a common, just sort of mixing those words around well, using gathering. And then songs is sort of a term that's sort of um, in, in Dark Crystal lore. It's sort of songs are pretty much like stories in a way. When I read it, it just sounded like a term from the stories, like directly from Mr. Henson. Like that's something he yeah. would have written in maybe the earliest, like 1970s, 1974 draft. Like, oh, yeah. And the Gelflings, you know, and their gathering songs came together to tell the story <laughs> of the un- Like it just flows really well. Yeah. So, um, again, a, a sign of a symptom that's of your, awesome. of your, yeah, a symptom of your um, connection with this material, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and, and dream fasting. Yeah. I mean, that that is uh, one of the, you know, it's such a great uh, Facebook group uh, for all discussions on. Uh, the dark crystal so i mean if any of your listeners if you you know love the dark crystal and you know very interested in you know checking out 
um, some more sort of um, discussions uh, among you know the, the group members. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking it out. Um, which I think you could just do. So if you just search for Dream Fasting, the Dark Crystal Experience, it should appear in the top search results. Um, yes, yes. And we'll be um, yeah linking all of your outlets, um, my friend, um, in all the descriptions for all the episodes. Um, and yeah, actually that segues us perfectly. So listener, you clicked on this video or clicked on this podcast episode, you saw Make This Exist, a Dark Crystal open world RPG. That mm-hmm. is why I have here Phil today. And it is the first of this sub-series, which we are kicking off with Phil, um, to basically, yeah, like we are going to just take the time to basically turn on the Mind's Eye Cinema and just talk about something that in all, ex- in, all uh, in all meanings of the word like should exist, that we already probably have it in our minds fully fleshed out and we're just quoting from it <laughs> because like I can so see it. I just can so see like a Witcher slash Skyrim slash Dragon Age level, you know, um, using all the kind of current gen technology, uh, you know, even photogrammetry. Buddy, can you imagine like seeing maybe one day you're on YouTube and you just click a thumbnail and you'll just see it there. It's like Brian Froud um, and um, let's say um, CD Projekt Red, you know, he goes to their studio and um, he supervises the photogrammetry scanning of the original, um, uh, you know, Dark Crystal um, puppets and 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 uh, and props um, for so that they can be recreated in this engine, the, the Witcher 3 engine like doesn't that just like just the thinking of that just it's such an interesting and and like it should be like why doesn't exist like why doesn't it exist phil please tell me why not yeah, I, <laughs> I i i don't i mean like th- th- that's the thing with the dark crystal i mean that that i mean back when the film came out i mean there was only the um you had the game on the i think it was called on the apple 2 um i think which you can actually play that game on darkcrystal.com um, but, but yeah, I mean, it is one of those things is like why, um, there hasn't been a video game, you know, uh, for something like the, the dark crystal it's, um, th- I mean, especially, I, I think probably now is sort of probably the more perfect time more than ever, just because of, um, uh, with the Jim Henson company, uh, reestablishing, uh, the dark crystal, uh, now that we've got this, um, age of resistance that's going to come out. So I think, um, you know, when the show comes out, there's going to be a lot of interest for Dark Crystal. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, the video game, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely has a, a lot of potential. Um, yeah. Yeah. And listen, so with this, with this, um, you know, the, we're obviously not just going to go off the handle, just talk about it like in an unstructured way. We actually do. We have um, the sort of five categories of, uh, of sort of what a game is. We have gameplay, we have um, world building, we have like design, we have um, just like the staff that we'd want to see. So we're going to have a sort of loose structured approach to discussing um, each of the sort of headers. And um, what I'll even have a crack at, um, you know, in the description later is, um, you know, the back of the box. I think I talked to you about this, Phil. Um, I'll yeah. just have a crack at just like literally describing what the game will be and um anyone out there who's a big fan of um doing kind of um a mock or uh, uh, like alternate uh back covers or stuff like that for like um dvd covers or blu-ray covers um yeah like get in touch i'd be happy to like again put this thing out there so that like it'll come across in image searches a dev like the internet is this magical kind of webway of like um you know uh one thing going to another going to another and if if just by putting this episode out there we in any way contribute to the collective mind share of people who want to see this happen um and if people can even 
you know, uh, you know, not tooting our own horn or anything, but just like if they may possibly like later reference this episode later when sort of saying, oh, well, you know, some of the things these two guys kind of riffed with, that could be cool and that could work. Um, so we're going to approach it from all angles and um, just thought I'd let the listeners know as that and, and yourself, Phil, just just so that we're not just yeah. like, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? Because like, we're, we're, we're not going to get anywhere there. We want this to be like constructive and actually properly contribute and form like almost like a document of like um, how this could feasibly work. So um, so yeah, so you mentioned the, um, the the game that like, again, you can just play it. It's like a flash thing. It's like, you know, uh, it came out um, at the time. Uh, Oliver Harper, actually, he did a great job. Um, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, hoping to get him at one point to get him onto the show as well to discuss uh, some because he when he dives into his um, uh, retrospectives he he always talks about the games of things and um, leading on from this like there's going to be a whole bunch of like I've already started growing the whole make this exist kind of list um, and I've uh, mm-hmm. run into a few um, uh, movies that he's covered that I'm sure he would be able to speak to like how a game could sort of take shape around that and then Phil oh my god you have to come on to like uh, any of interactive artistry's other shows to discuss stuff there as well um you, yeah, you're so, def- yeah. definitely welcome but uh yeah for sure for sure um so yeah so there was that game made um and then we just recently had and you have a bit more actually um, i don't know if you wanted to announce it yet but um uh some news relating to the board game um that just it just came out so again very timely with us doing this chat today um and um as we know uh, before we had digital we had pen and paper you know what i mean like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and there's a precedent for like you know something having grown into like Fallout, for example. I believe that that I I'm not sure quite. I mean, it may have been retroactively adapted, but here's the thing: it's like it's an it's a known thing that when um you know a pen and paper is made, it it does it can form part of setting the blueprint for something digital. Um, so have you um played it? Uh, have you spoken with any of the people um involved with the making of the board game? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, with the board game, I, I bought it, I had bought it, I think, about a week or so ago, and, um, I mean, at the moment for me, you know, I've just been playing it by myself to sort of try and understand the rules of the games and, oh, you know, with the with the board game, because, I mean, I mean, one, like, like, but I will say, like, you know, the sculpts uh, and, and the board game sort of layout is, um, you know, is, is pretty, pretty fantastic, um, and, um... But yeah, I mean, like probably the the only thing probably at the moment that's you know that there is a lot of rules, and I'm just I was just having a look at how many pages there was, and there's at least like t- yeah 24 pages of rules, so it, you know so it, it's a lot to sort of um get through, and I mean like and I I do play like some board games on the occasion, um but th- this is probably you know but it's not I'm not like an uh, like an active board game player um I, I I think most of my occasions that I do play board games would be um uh, whenever I'm at PAX uh which is a um the exhibition in, in at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre that always happens towards um October um uh, of each year which is a, a fantastic exhibition so yeah I mean like it's just sort of getting my head around it but I think I'm sort of almost getting to a point where it's like okay I could probably uh get some people to to start playing it with um and uh but and also i mean i i can probably talk about it on here um but i'm hoping to have um some of the people who uh worked on the board game uh alessio cavatori um who was the game design um of the dark crystal board game and um i think his previous works was through um the golden games workshop uh those kind of tabletop games uh which is which is which is awesome to be able to have him on the show to chat about 
to chat about the Dark Crystal board game, and um, and I think uh, I'll try and I'll and I'll have uh, uh, Johnny Fraser Allen on the show down the track as well, and he uh, did the sculpts of um, of all the, the the four characters, and I think he did some art design um, with the board game as well, which is which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're, they're the two. Yeah, like they'll they'll be on the show, and uh, yeah, be very. I can't wait to um, yeah to hear more about you know how they got how they got the board game happening and yeah yeah very it's it's just a very exciting time it is uh, i was just about to, to say be a man of the dark crystal yeah <laughs> it's so good and and look here's the thing like we we were all aware of you know um it's it's very easy to to, to dive to um to to lapse into get kind of being a bit jaded with when you sort of think of oh look uh, algorithms and like trend trend setting and stuff and like well we're in the moment we're in the middle of an 80s nostalgia thing and so uh mm. yeah have your fun at celebrating this but just so you know it's so that it's pandering and like making money again when you're a kid like Phil, let's just jump back a couple, maybe decade a bit, decade and a bit. As kids, you just don't care. This doesn't even register that politics stuff. Am I right? Like, you don't spend any amount of time thinking about how something came to be, what the politics was behind it, the business deals that were arranged. You're just there, cross-legged, in front of an old square TV, in you and my's case. Maybe the kids nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're there, cross-legged, in front of the square TV with our, our milk and our cookies, and we're watching this thing. And that's all it is, you know, we, we don't. And so for me, uh, immediately when I see something announced, like, for example, the recent solo trailer, I immediately mm. just like I, I dropped all pretense of adult jadedness, all pretense of like, oh, look at them trying to squeeze at the story. Oh, we don't need. Do we need this? I just like I, I mute that very internet centric yeah. kind of attitude. And I just I shrink down from however I'm six feet. I shrink down to like a couple of feet hi and just back to 10 year old albert and i'm like this is phenomenal and i let myself i was walking to work oh sorry walking to like lunch mm -hmm. and i just yeah. i audibly like i just did that thing of like both hands bunched up just like almost leapt into the sky and i just started running like yeah. trevor jones music in my head you know like <laughs> it's just like like that's what like what other way is there to live with this stuff and i'm sure like how how has it been for you in your experience with like needing to balance out like oh this is great um the funkos and everything the merch and, and all that um and it's very easy to just be like well that's just to make money but like how do you stay in touch with that kind of inner child man when it comes to the dark crystal uh yeah i mean i i guess i, I I'm, I'm always pretty try to be you know pretty positive um with all things uh dark crystal you know re regardless you know if there are things that um that some fans you know really despise or things that they love um, but I, I, I try and keep an open mind about it. And I, I mean, like for me at the end of the day, sort of, uh, more Dark Crystal is sort of better than none at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and especially, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and I know people have, have, you know, have concerns about whether it's, you know, you know, with the show or, um, or even with the comics, um, with Power of the Dark Crystal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, I, I'm I'm sort of happy that at least you know that the Jim Henson Company that they actually um uh, they're doing something now um with with, with the franchise. And uh, I mean, it's sort of it's been a very slow sort of um uh, journey to to bring the Dark Crystal back in the big way, um, which which really just sort of started. I mean, I mean, you had the film in '82, but then sort of in the '90s and early 2000s, not a lot really happened, and um, it wasn't really till I think um. Uh, 2012 when they um, started doing these uh, 
a graphic novel series of books called Creation Myths, um, which sort of delve into sort of the backstory of um, pretty much almost like the prequel to the Dark Crystal. So you sort of get to know how um, the Erskex, um, these alien creatures that came to Thra, um, how that happened and how the splitting, how they got split up into the mystics and the skexies and, and so much more so yeah yeah and and the way that i another anal analogy that i use is so like star wars right now like call, consider that like the big lounge where everyone is just partying super loud you know in, in there can be some fascinating con conversations that can be had some nuance there but it's uh, in essence a really and this isn't like an elitist kind of thing of like oh you know or hipstery kind of thing um like so that is the main room and that's that's true and, and in many ways there have been things with like you know um that uh, you know other franchises have sort of benefited from uh you know like the the sort of main room as i call it what i consider the crystal to be is not like the attic not the basement but just an adjacent room that is increasingly like people like poking their heads in and that there's this really and it's like a little bit quieter but you can hear people better because of a bit of it being a bit quieter and i and, and also because of that um intimacy uh the conversations like for example you recently interviewed cheryl henson of jim yeah, yeah jim henson's daughter um and so that's i love that and it's it's almost in some ways like prefer preferable sometimes to to some of the kind of louder kind of you know sort of places on the web with this sort of thing um and so yeah what what's your what are your thoughts on that on like dark crystal just being almost like this cozier kind of just like yeah it's still it's growing but that that kind of a feel what do you reckon man um yeah i'm, I'm just trying to think like yeah like, like i sort of just yeah to uh, keep a you know to keep an open mind but i think you know, it's it's just a, it's such an exciting time that I think you know, regardless of um, the outcomes of you know, with future stories, whether they're not good or not great, um, that yeah, like you know, they'll be good. Did, did I answer that question? Yeah, you, you no, no, you totally, totally did. Yeah, you and you, and you gave your sort of riff on it. Um, by the way, I'm you know, in the meantime, just like while I'm recording, I'm always like putting together notes and stuff. I'm just looking at this beautiful like the um, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Tales original graphic novel, like that artwork with um, you know, Jen uh, with his pipe and um, and Kira with the podlings, uh, and they're all just listening. Yeah, so yeah. it's so beautiful, you know. I I do have that book, and yeah, it, it is a very nice sort of um picture story book. Um. You know, for for kids, but also you know, the kid in you, you know, <laughs> as well. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely worth yeah checking that out too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, why don't we crack, we crack on with uh, with our sort of the, the main sort of segment here, um, as in like the the, mm -hmm. the, the main kind of topic. Um, so the the easiest thing to do really at this point is just like when if you were like sculpting something you would have reference images around you um and then you would have an armature to sculpt on top of so what we need to do we need to pick and we need to talk about a few references about what would really actually honestly work for dark crystal that we have available so that we can again just save ourselves the work you know you don't want to just start perfectly ground up if you have things that actually do match up start with those um and this is by the way our former art student talking of course i'm, I'm gonna structure it this way but um so if you had to pick an armature uh if you were like say if this was like stop animation or something if you had to pick um sort of um the skeleton of a dark crystal open world rpg wh what would you pick um phil uh yeah so i mean i sort of had thought about like yeah, we've you know what the ideal sort of game developers. So I would you know I would 
love to do you know see see it happen with with this you know open world rpg game and so i mean my probably my topics would be um probably like the bioware or obsidian entertainment um of course i mean they're very well known for uh, i mean it's probably one of my favorite video games uh, star wars knights of the old republic um which i know i think bioware they did the first one and obsidian did the sequel and um yeah yeah and, and, and then of course i mean uh you got your Beth, uh, bethesda game studios uh of course you know with with skyrim um so they're they're sort of like probably those two sort of or three game developers that you know i would you know, love to see them doing a um a, a dark crystal video game but i mean and i mean that's the thing about um thinking about this kind of video game that you know because i'm always sort of thinking now and then from a marketing point of view that you know the dark crystal is sort of i mean it, it's sort of a weird, very weird sort of um you know who who you know the target audience you know is it for children is it for adults you know it's sort of like a an in-between sort of thing so it's like to try and create a game that um that you know that you know fans you know from the 18 you know your typical 18 to 35 video game target audience are going the, the demographic uh, that they're gonna love but also something that the kids you know whether they're you know like 10 or 12 years old will be able to sort of pick up and um and and, and play it you know and, and enjoy it um that sort of thing um and and, and that's an, the other thing is sort of like if you're going to go not with a you know super realistic kind of gra- graphics um then probably the only other example i could think of is uh probably you know with uh uh with nintendo with the legend of zelda breath of the wild like that for me that was just another example of um you know like the graphics like they're not like super realistic or anything but the art is just uh beautiful and um and like i think you know um i think that would be uh like a, a great alternative um uh, you know, with, with that sort of um, art style, I guess, yeah. Now you just basically dropped like a massive mic, um, and there's no question yeah. that as soon as you mentioned. By the way, any anything you mention, I'll I'll cut away to a little bit of a clip there of just like music and stuff. Just again, when you mentioned, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, so Breath of the Wild, like yeah talk about like the shedding of adult jadedness uh, i had several moments throughout playing that where i had that just like and it's you know you know make the argument of like um you know i don't i was think I, I don't ever consider it like super oversharing or anything but i do i'm mm. very free with how like something makes me feel kind of emotionally kind of thing without again or or, or dipping into like oh sensitive new age guy kind of shit it's just about yeah. how it literally made me feel and i'm like fucking x-army tattooed all all you want but when i fucking played this thing um which by the way i used to play um twilight um princess in the army to kind of yeah kind of escape a little bit because i just it wasn't it wasn't congruent with who i was so i sit down to play this zelda which again i grew up with ocarina um and i sit down for breath of the wild and i just had to take regular breaks of just like fucking being able to like process how um how how like perfect the game was and and how um and this is really like crucial to dark crystal because what the opportunity is here is um like with breath of the wild it just felt like the ultimate fulfillment of what ocarina of time um and uh majora's mask and all the subsequent titles like it just felt like the fulfillment of what zelda is and what's great with with with, them with what we have here with them 
Age of Resistance coming up and everything, and and the proof that we're going to see, Phil, it's all coming together. I, I kid you not. Like Marvel, what they're doing now is they're not doing the tie-ins anymore. They're saying, look, we saw Rocksteady, we saw what they did with Arkham, um, mm-hmm. we, we we've seen that like a property and a um, uh, you know a story always functions better when you get the exact right people for it and you don't just like throw something together. To, for a quick buck on the brand and like within the release window it's like arkham was coming out like it came out completely staggered from um uh from dark knight dark knight came out in 2008 i believe yeah. arkham came out uh, in 2009 so it, they didn't care about releasing them at the same time however now no. phil just to give you the idea we use arkham as a phrase now just like Me- metroidvania just like zelda-esque we say oh look this is the arkham of this which goes to show that um when a development company, and this is what, as I mentioned, Marvel are doing, they're saying, no, 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 we're going to get Insomniac to do the Spider-Man game. We're going to get Capcom to do this. We're going to get this. So they're going, they're branching out. And what I want, obviously, if this makes its way into the sort of ear holes of any devs, it just like realize that like you have a perfect opportunity here to take, just put together, I'll help you put together the presentation of give, yeah. me, <laughs> give, give me this from Breath of the Wild, give me this from, and I'm going to talk about this personally, is um, Crystal Chronicles. Um, which was a, a Final Fantasy game, which is, you look at the Ukes, uh, they're essentially um, a mixture of Skeksis, and uh, not in the Urskek kind of way, but they have the Skeksis kind of like jaggedness, but then they also have the Uru, very kind of gentle kind of vibe to them. So I'll, I'll send you some artwork yeah. of those guys. So put those two awesome. together. Exactly. So, we, but the thing is, like, what's great about this is sometimes, oh, it's fun to sort of wildly speculate and sort of dream at the wind and, and never really with the idea that anything will come about. But Buddy, we live in an age where, like, because of, you know, we we live in an age of resistance, so to speak. Like, we resisted kind yeah. of thing to the idea of this, like, falling off. And I think that may have possibly formed why they called it that. Is like, maybe, I don't know, maybe in some behind the scenes we'll find out. But we live in a time where people are, like, they're putting things out there because of demand like we're getting a witcher tv series because of like the tracking so to speak so like the internet mm-hmm. can actually make kind of like dreams come true in a way so um so there's a very real possibility that what we're talking about could very much like you know um end up um coming to fruition so um sorry to, to jump in there with your tangent on breath of the wild but um you can even go into what specifically about breath of the wild you'd like to see incorporated in um uh, yeah, running around as a little gen, as a little gilfling, like fl- floating around, you know, open world thra. Go, go for it. Yeah, I, I mean, like with um, yeah, Breath of the Wild is. I think it's just the 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 art, just the art of the game. Uh, the art style is what I really like. And I mean, I know like in, in Zelda games that there was always been some controversy about, you know, what kind of art style. Because I, I vaguely remember, I think. Uh, the Wind Waker um, at the time was pretty controversial because of a, oh, it's too cartoony, it's not serious, that sort of thing. And and of course, later on down the track, they went back to sort of that sort of that sort of realistic graphics with um, uh, with Twilight Princess. And and it's funny with that game is like years later, I think people, you know, there's a lot of Zelda fans that actually love um, uh, uh, the Wind Waker. Um, and it, yeah, and, and it's always cool to have sort of you know different. Um, art art styles like you know i'm not like you know it has to be definitive definitive like this i'm i guess i'm you know pretty open but i think like if it's for me if it's yeah if it's anywhere between sort of the zelda style uh with breath of wild is probably a prime example uh to you know what you get you know with with skyrim um it would be uh yeah yeah very awesome yeah 
Um, and then, yeah, you know, like, obviously we're not... Uh, I won't use the afraid beggars choosers or anything. That's that's silly. But mm-hmm. I will I will say just from a flexibility point of view, I'm I would obviously be happy to see anything like the Stranger Things app. Yeah, app, <laughs> yeah you know Stranger Things, the app game, um, for example, that was released for free. Mm-hmm. That's that's just as welcome, you know. And and I don't know. Yes, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I I listened to the kind of the, the full Cheryl interview. I don't think you guys dipped into what games might come about. I, did you? I can't remember. Did you touch on any any of that um, with her? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. That's okay. Um, and yeah, sort of, uh, well, that's the thing, you know, things are really, in a way, just beginning to kind of, uh, it's the second great conjunction kind of thing. It's like, like things, mm-hmm. it's the 80s again, as they say, things have come around, a cycle has been completed, and we are in Stranger Things, um, season three being developed now, we're in, um, you know, in The Last Jedi, extensive use of puppetry, uh, and, and constant nip um uh tipping of the cap to to henson's designs and a return to practical effects in this big way so age of resistance very much a symptom of that but i don't think it's just gonna be it's just it's not gonna end there like what we're gonna see buddy like is um netflix is it's a parlance now oh netflix and chill whatever it's um it's a household it's a household term now um yeah this is probably the healthiest thing that could have happened to dark crystal you know it really is like this particular platform like even like a, a movie to an extent you can ignore it's like oh that's coming out movies are dying that you know they there's an argument mm. that's being made for it at least with the movie pass is like oh well you know theaters that's not the future streaming like it's so brilliant on a strategic level that that age of resistance is happening this way and it's probably like the best way that it that um anything going from age of resistance in terms of games which i I, we're talking probably um your your opinion on this we probably only really would see like an open world game after age of resistance do you think uh yeah i would definitely think so in this case because i mean i mean they, they are they are shooting the show like right now um, which I think wraps up, uh, which I'm, I'm led to believe it actually wraps up sometime in August. Uh, so, and I think, you know, for them to work on a video game, they, it probably would have, they would have had to start working on it probably since late last year. Um, you know, if, if they were going to really try and do like a tie-in sort of, uh, video game with, um, uh, with Age of Resistance. But I feel like, yeah, I definitely feel like it'd be after, um, when Age of Resistance comes out and um, once sort of it builds so much interest uh, and I, I'm sure like, you know, the, the Jim Henson company and Netflix, you know, they'll have their statistics of, you know, how many people watch this and watch that, um, which is probably the interesting thing with Netflix is like we actually don't get, you know, the, um, the ratings sort of thing uh, that we get, you know, with, you know, free to air TV, uh, which is, which is very interesting sort of. Um, so all their statistics are very um, kind of, private though i do i do recall i think they actually um posted something about um like with cloverfield um paradox that came out and i think they had uh five five million people uh watched that film um which is yeah yeah like um Am I right? Like that's amazing, and again, oh, that's yeah. a it's a guaranteed thing. It's like, you know, it will come up for people maybe searching for Star Wars. Oh, do you want to check out Dark Crystal? And especially with some of this beautiful artwork, like the vinyl, for example, like that's some of the most beautiful artwork I've I've seen done of the Dark Crystal. Um, you know, with the Uru um to the left in profile and Jen and Kira to the bottom right, the Skeksis right up there, oh. the the t- the twin sons. So immediately seeing that, someone being like, I've never heard of the Dark Crystal before, and then the journey begins. 
you know on youtube looking at yeah. documentaries you know finding your podcast um um and you know like um then and possibly locating this episode you know tangentially from that um and yes, then yeah, yeah. all the other communities around there um uh you know which are i i, I tend to think of them kind of in a way in a non-lame way kind of thing like like disparate tribes that um you know that I, I and again i need to emphasize how great the wording of gathering songs is buddy like well done <laughs> Thanks, <yeah. laughs> because you know again it's like the facebook group is great for there i believe you guys are the largest dark crystal community on the web uh yeah i mean i mean there, there is a couple of um dark crystal uh fan groups um out there with facebook but but, but yeah i will say yeah dream fasting is probably the most active um out of them all like every day there's always you know someone posting um you know things on that site where people are posting chatting about the comics or something that's coming soon or they'll discuss about um you know, with age resistance if any news sort of comes out by then um and i think i think you know at the moment a lot of people are you know as of this recording we're all very excited to see uh, the Dark Crystal coming back on the big screen, um, which is, I know it's in US cinemas. Um, I know. Let's just hold a candle up as two Australians who are just like, oh, shit. <laughs> that would yeah, be great. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and I know in the past, like, there had been screenings of the film through um, uh, through Cinema Nova. They did a bunch of them one time a couple of years back. And I think the Astor Theatre, um, they used to do at least a screening a year hey if anything um, happens but, it's going to yeah, be melbourne yeah. you know that and i'm going to come oh, yeah. visit so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'll uh, swing by later so, hey, yeah we talked about it swinging by later the year to play the um yeah if you're available let's definitely get the uh, board game happening man that'll be good that'll be good ah <laughs> uh, uh, yes yeah yeah totally yeah <laughs> for sure for sure well um i'm just gonna bring up you know you know ign like the site that does kind of all the game reviews and stuff yeah, yeah, like those guys. Yeah. So what they have at the end of all of their reviews, they just have, um, uh, yeah, like you know, like the sort of breakdown of categories and stuff. So it's almost like I, I don't know if you've ever thought this, but um, when thinking about how something's going to turn out, um, I kind of think of what it, what would be the perfect review to give this, and then just work backwards and make the thing that produced that that would produce that review, you know. <laughs> and so I uh, I kind of think of it that way. So, but um, with the, with this, I have obviously the end, like the ending verdict. So the ending verdict for me, uh, for something like the 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 Dark Crystal podcast, mm-hmm. so the, the Dark Crystal um, uh, RPG would be like. Yeah. It took the best of like Breath of the Wild, uh, the world exploration, the, the puzzle solving, but it tightened the experience uh, in the same way that uh, The Witcher did, you know, um, while still remaining open. Um, you know, it it combined like the, the the quest lines and the sort of sub sub quests and side quests of uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, like like um, Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, and then it wrapped mm-hmm. it wrapped it all up in this beautiful kind of um, aesthetic that evoked. Uh, f- like the, the best Final Fantasy titles, like Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which in a cyclical, cool kind of way um, took a bunch of inspiration as well from um, from Dark Crystal. And and in fact, like, you know, as a little side note, you know, the, the whole cinch, um, that sort of deity of change or whatever, that's totally Skeksis from, uh, what is it, um, Total War right now, uh, mm-hmm. which is the Total War Warhammer guys. They, they yeah, like they 
that's it's all over the, the place and they've even referenced them um, i spoke with uh, paul jaycock who designed the noblars who are the um they're kind of the sort of little mini kind of goblin militia of the ogres which you'll see definitely down the line they're going to get some dlc happening for that particular rts the um total war warhammer 2 uh they were he said yeah i was directly influenced by brian froud so um so yeah, that's kind of, and I, I want to see, yeah, that that's kind of my idea of, of what the review would kind of look like of like, and yeah, it would have to be a nine, 9.5 or something like that. <laughs> Just like they, yeah. they, they knocked it out of the park kind of thing. But um, um, you, we can even speak in kind of flashes if you want. We're going to go through all, obviously the categories, but what would you want out of um, the gameplay of like, let's just talk just gameplay for a while of, of something like the Dark Crystal. Um, would you like of something more of like a platformer uh, or something more uh, along the alongside like the Arkham series where it's like there are some platforming elements but it's more about like that third person exploration what would you like to see Phil yeah I'm probably leaning towards sort of the Arkham sort of I mean definitely uh, sort of the third person perspective um, playing it as a Gelfling sort of character and sort of exploring the world of Thra and I, and I think yeah and one of those things like with the what's cool about I mean so it depends on um, with the time period of um with, you know for a video game like this i mean if this game sort of if the time period is sort of during sort of the age resistance era or you know in between um the second or the third great conjunction um that that was sort of the era that um that there was a seven that said there was a gelfling clan sort of established my next question was yeah. going to be when would you set it that's perfect um y- yeah so <clears throat> i think it, i yeah i would think probably um yeah in between the second and third uh, great conjunctions um which which you know in thra so so basically the second great conjunction uh that was the moment where the Urskics, um these alien creatures they sort of were trying attempting to go back to the homeworld uh but all things sort of uh fall out of the way and and because of that they split it up into the mystics and the and the skexies so that was the second great conjunction and the third one is of course what happens in the dark crystal film so you have like a thousand years of um of um a thousand years of stories that you could tell um throughout um that time and i think it's probably and i think from like probably from a storytelling point of view that i think it's probably uh been more interesting just because you you know you'll have because i was the era where um there's like seven different um gelfling clans um exist um or were created um and um and i'm just trying to think and and also and i guess you know for nostalgia's sake as well you know so you have have the skek sorry so you have like the skexies and the mystics um that sort of thing and like it's one of those things where it's like i don't know how it would work as a game if you just had gelflings but you didn't have you know, say it, the game took place, you know, after this, after the end of the film, or or even before the uh, the Earth arrived. I don't know how well like that will work from a storytelling point of view. When when you don't have those Skeksis or or Mystics, I mean, you I mean, you'd have to create like a new threat 
Uh, yeah, so it, so they would have uh, to have you'd have to yeah. exactly exactly um you would have to have the skexes and mystics um and this is me putting a little bit of my marketing hat as well on it's just like mm. that's great lore integrity is super important and there's a way of weaving everything together in a in a way that sort of fits and that honors its honors all the sort of aspects um so it would have to be after obviously the euro skex had split um but we would also need to see um because if we wanted to accommodate something of that sort of third person sort of dark uh, so I keep saying dark crystal which is great that's fine i'm i yeah. but I, I am trying to say the word dragon age and so it's like the dark crystal just takes over it's like <laughs> but in the, in that dragon age kind of way of there being settlements of there being fellow travelers like um again a little vignette of of this hypothetical game which we hope obviously comes true is you know you've got your pack on just like a link from yeah. breath of the wild you're sort of going along and then you come across like uh, maybe a gang of podlings or like a caravan of podlings and you talk with them and they've been uh you know waylaid or something and they've lost one of their own and then that sort of takes you into this sort of jungle uh, sort of you divert and into this sort of um mm -hmm. you kind of have to go on this sort of mini platforming quest dive deep yes, into yeah. yeah see all those creatures that you know kira um when you sort of when we're introduced to her we saw see a bunch of those um and then you know it turns out that like either there's a twist in a sort of witcher kind of way it's not as simple as just rescuing them from a bush maybe they were like um actually legitimately tried to run away because they find the caravan boring or like we see some charming endearing kind of story there and then that might turn into its own little mini game or, or anything or um you might make a friend sort of there that that could be interesting definitely um what do you yeah. think of um, uh, having a party? Like you gather a party of Gelflings too, sort of like a Final Fantasy style. Would you be interested in something like that? Or maybe one Gelfling, yeah. one Podling, and different species, or a, um, a Fireling? Uh, well, I think it's it's possible to have, you know, multiple sort of Gelflings. You know, you could have one that represents sort of each clan, yeah. um, you know, as your party. So, I mean, you could have, you know, you could almost have one one for each clan if you wanted yeah. to, or like I mean, of course, you know, maybe start off with with two or three, and then sort of you know when you when you go to each sort of uh, if you know the gulflings are going toward to each clan, and it's like oh you know join with me on this adventure. And oh, that's a great you premise. Know, be like yeah yeah let's let's do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because like I mean, I was just having a look at the different types of clans, and um, so you got the woodland clan, you got uh, uh, the Spriton, the Drenchen, Vapra, Grotten, Sifa, and Dozan uh, mm. clans, um, and they're all they're all pretty different. Um, you know, ones from the woods or Spritons are sort of like the warrior sort of yeah. race, and um, it's almost like the Avatar. You know, in Avatar, I don't know if you saw the um, Cirque du Soleil, but they did a um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very similar in a way. Which, by the way, um, we we have to mention it on this show. They're they're creating uh, to come out with the 2020 film. They're going to be doing a like Ubisoft. They tapped into the people who did the Division, which is exactly what mm -hmm. you and I are talking about. Where they're going to go yeah. open world. You'll be able to jump in, and they're describing it as being able to live a second life on Pandora. I would love to be able to like live essentially like a second life on Thrust. Yeah. Like as and like, yes, yeah. I want to like come across Phil, Phil Gelfling, you know, Philfling, <laughs> and I want you and I <laughs> yeah. to just be able to go on like, yeah, quests and stuff. That would be awesome. Yes, yeah, and and like, yeah, I mean, in each of these Gelfling clans, like, yeah, they're, they're all uh, pretty, uh, pretty different. Um, they all do their, they have their own sort of special abilities or or whatnot. So yeah. I can sort of see um, them. I mean, originally, like, I did thought about. Um, like if it was sort of more like you know you're just playing this one Gelfling character, and whether you know you had whether there was the ability of um, 
like you know yourself with which character you want to be mm. and um and then it's sort of like it like each sort of clan sort of has its own story at the start mm. and then sort of once all the all the clans are reunited i don't know say i mean i'll just say it's like something to do with mage resistance you know the yeah. They're all going to work together to take down the Skeksis or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and he had points of view of like each clan sort of had their own storyline, you know, at least at the start. And, and then at the start of the game, uh, which sort of gives, you know, that replayability that you can play the game again yeah. as a different clan to get a different story. Um, but I think that's probably a bit complex in my head. Yeah, no, you that's know, okay. I can imagine that, that might be a bit, bit complex for. Um, the, the game developers but i think even just having um like yeah the, the party uh that you can just switch back and forth um um you know especially like with um uh with star wars the old republic i, I know well yeah that's the only example i could think on top of my head um where you can see yeah, i switch back and forth between uh, yeah. the characters um and that'd be yeah, yeah pretty, pretty cool as well that's yeah. right um abilities let's talk um branching kind of skill trees and stuff like that and then classes as well um because if we did say if we took this direction which i think could be very appealing to people um the idea of um again and this is great with the synergy of what will be happening around the time when this comes out uh um of like avatar where you're going to be able to create your own kind of yeah like navi kind of thing um and so what i can see being really appealing is i can really i'm speaking directly i've got my eyes closed kind of thing looking at it in my mind's eye is the character creation screen of like you as a gelfling uh, or yeah, like did like developing kind of your like your features and stuff there and, you know doing the whole turn like to, um, to turn around of like figuring out like your height and your and uh, length of your nose and all that kind of thing um and so then when you would think of this is the same thing as um drag um Dragon Age. I'm getting there. I'm I'm saying it less. I'm, I'm, I see. I, I have to take the pause to make sure I don't say Dark Crystal. Um, but yeah, the Dragon Age um, Inquisition creation screen is sort of my. That would be if I was there with the dev saying, okay, just take this. Pretty much run with this. Like go. I want mm. you to have yeah. Turn it. Turn the whole thing around. I um species might be a bit of an issue because we don't like unless you're talking Fireling, which again it's like we think because the no no the Gelfling, the Gelflings are the stars. So again, I think we should at least for the first game talk about just Gelflings. And but then you can obviously choose whether or not you're a male or a female. Which would yes, yeah. which, which would obviously mean wings, obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and uh, and then being able to yeah choose like class kind of thing. So again, uh, Kira's um, if you had to put a class to Kira, uh, is yeah. By the way, listeners, like yeah, the as you can as you may have read or you'll definitely find this if you read the extended materials. Like Gelflings aren't all just like Jen and Kira. Like they're big butch gelflings there are like um strong gelflings there are all kinds of different kinds so you can be able to uh, and like thin and wispy and maybe more proficient at magic and it's like you, there's a lot of um customization that can be done there and i think kira's perk so to speak would be you know um physgig and like talking with animals and stuff and being able to summon animals and that would be a skill tree that she would be able to develop you know yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm. have you played horizon zero dawn by any chance uh, no, I haven't, unfortunately. It, it is one of those games I've um, been meaning to. It's probably on my sort of wish list of games I need to uh, play. Um, but I mean, the, probably the game I've been playing a lot recently was um, the Middle Earth Shadow of War. Um, yeah, which is yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Such a fantastic play game because um, I bit, you know loved the first game with um, the Shadow of Mordor. I believe that's what the first Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, that's right. So that's yeah, that, that was the name of the first game. Um, and 
and me and my um my fiance um yeah congratulations by the way ah uh, thank you thank you yeah no, it's, it's it's very exciting um yeah we're going to get married sometime in uh, in, in September so. Yeah, oh, I'm, 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 of course I'll come. You don't have to ask me again. Of course I'll come to the wedding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, buddy. It's all right. We just met. It's all good. But needless yeah. to say, congratulations with that, yeah. dude. And and That's cool. and yeah, I what I, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I wanted to say is like, I, like to, touching on what you're saying, you could not have mentioned a more perfect game because what are we, what were we talking about with Arkham and how like did they wait to, or did, did they try and coordinate the release of Shadow of Mordor with the Hobbit like extensively? No, they got the yeah. right developer. And I'll tell you how yeah. successful it this was man you know ken levine he created bioshock he is a one of the held up as one of like the main creative forces in in this medium you know um he introduced the whole thing he he really elevated the discussion of of games as art so to speak that's a kind of very quick way to talk about it but again just deepening their their aspects like philosophically emotionally spiritually so he's on that forefront he said that his next game is directly inspired by um uh, the shadow of mortal and the shadow of war so there you go right there like like I, I could even see someone if they again it's it doesn't have to be tied into age of resistance it can the basically you talking about this is perfect because that's a perfect touchstone with what we could actually see yeah definitely yeah and uh, yeah and it was just such a yeah it was such a brilliant game um with, with those two and and even uh, like I mean, I just started playing the the new DLC that came out for the um, the Light of Galadriel, so just just started playing it right now. But uh, I, I can actually tell you because I don't think um, it must have been in an update where it actually told you how many hours you um, played, you know, with the main campaign. And um, I was I was kind of shocked to see that I think when I looked, we we, we actually played like the main campaign. This is hundred percent, so we did everything. Um, we did 621 hours. Whoa! Holy yeah, I know. shit! That's yeah, very. That's is, commitment, man. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, like my. I mean, my fiance. I mean, she. She probably played at least, uh, probably like, I'd say 350, maybe 400 hours, and then I just played, um, you know, the main campaign, um, storylines, um, that that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we, we were both kind of shocked because that was pr it's almost pretty much the equivalent of playing the game 28 days straight, like 24 seven. Um, yeah, but I do recall like it's crazy. You're recall, crazy, like, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, and, and that and that's without like um, doing any uh, loot boxes, you know, like paying to um, to get you know those um, the the all characters, you know, to build your armies and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we sort of did it old school <laughs> you know the whole grinding process um i had no idea well now like this makes it so much easier because you know that one has skill trees as well that one has mm. a particularly emphasis on, on communicating with with uh, and and like bending others to your will and stuff and, and again we could talk a bit about the kira aspect of you know um i'm looking at the dark crystal wiki now like animal soul speaking your ability to communicate with animals command their loyalty you know which is literally yeah. what you're doing in in um uh, shadow of mordor and shadow of war so that's perfect oh man i could this this took a really awesome turn because i had no idea that you were playing like a main game and and what an appropriate yeah. game because we're talking about something that did that is an adaptation uh, in a sense but it's again it's a what a great yes. riff like wouldn't you agree that you could put um uh that uh, the protagonist i believe his name is talion right uh, yeah yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. 
yeah, you could put a voice by Troy Baker, by the way, legend. Oh, I'm going to get him on the show one day for sure. Um, voiced um, like Joel and stuff in The Last of Us. Really talented guy. Um, so that that whole endeavor of like, uh, you know, making this thing which could feasibly you take any character from that and they would fit perfectly in the films. You know, Italian, you could see, again, they didn't veer too far. They didn't. They went a little bit stylistic with the characterization, but mostly photoreal. That everything, and then with Gollum in the first one, um, you can see that like, yeah, they basically probably even used the the Weta Workshop like models that they used, um, and yeah, so yeah. yeah, and and but like again, that's the I'm, that's going to be sorry, that's our new skeleton, that's our new reference point for this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what what would you take from that specifically, and that you are that you're enjoying so much enough to play it with however many hundreds of hours you've played it? Um, um, what would you take from Shadow of uh, of War into a, a dark um, a dark crystal um, video game? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to really think, because I know, like, it'd be kind of weird, you know, if you had Gelflings that try and, like, um, uh, try and get these, like, enemies to come join you and, you know, have their own armies sort of thing. Um, yeah, but I think probably just the style, yeah, just that third person sort of, you know, exploring and, and, um, because, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big world with, um, with Shadow of um, with Shadow of War, uh, like I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like I, I think I do prefer like the open world where everything's just like in the one area. Because um, I know like yeah, in Shadow of War, that you you do have to occasionally have to you know, go out to the world map and you gotta, you know, uh, f- uh, what do you call it, fast track. Um, I think I've got the term wrong. Uh, to to go to you know. Yeah, fast travel. Yeah, fast travel. Um, where it's like, you know, I would love it if, you know, with this Dark Crystal game, if it was all in the one world that, you know, you can able, that you could walk to it sort of thing. I mean, much like Zelda in the way, or, um, or I mean, another example, I mean, you know, with Grand Theft Auto, uh, with their games, how it's all pretty much, um, you know, it's all in the one sort of big map, um, so to speak. Um that I just feel is just, just that immersiveness um, uh, to, to bring, yeah, yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, there is a menu, which I think I had a few issues with with the um, with the Shadow of Mordor because I just wanted to be able to like do a bit more with it. I think they could improve it with, um, maybe they've even improved it with Shadow of War, but um, but yeah, with definitely with the, the Dark Crystal um uh, sort of yeah we'll have to f- come up with some kind of name or something for it you know the subtitle yeah. let's just call it yeah, yeah, yeah. D- the dark crystal um open world rpg kind of thing i would love of to course. see an in-game um encyclopedia slash bestiary which would be really great because i know that they have something along those lines um in um uh, yeah shadow of mordor um where you can like look at all the sort of different plants and stuff that you've picked and like spin them around and 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 like again in that sort of similar skyrim way because again uh, something like that would be an opportunity to uh you know collate everything um lore wise from darkcrystal.com that's referred to obviously in the films and in the comics um and it would just be more than just this opportunity of like the the open open world rpg kind of thing uh it would be a great way of to condense and like like the a a similar way to you know mad max that which is awesomely made by the um uh, avalanche studios did you um play that one by any chance uh yeah again yeah it is another one i need to uh, i'm gonna send you these codes
I'm just saying, Phil, yeah. not not to like hype or anything, but we're going to be getting the exact same thing for Age of Resistance. Like, we'll see the cabinets with the new puppets. We're going to see the new. We're going to have new characters, new protagonists. Um, and I, 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 <laughs> I can't even deal, man. It's really, really cool. And um, yeah. and I believe it is three Gelflings that that series is following. Correct. Uh, yes, yeah. So there'll be these three Gelflings that um they discover the the secrets of their Skeksis and what they're what they're doing and and i think they'll just sort of um do what they can to sort of stop them and sort of uh, i think and i think probably um probably the whole story is just probably getting all these different gelfling clans to reunite um to fight to fight against them um so from a synergistic point of view i'm also again putting the marketing cap on as well as just like you want everything to succeed so uh, less marketing yeah less marketing more like strategy and so what i would say with with the hypothetical game you know um uh 2019 um i would i would let uh, age of resistance kind of release do its thing and then as age of resistance you know yo the pop um uh, you know the vinyl pops are coming out the, the merchandise um you know, it's getting on the news and everything. It's it's in IGN getting these uh, ratings. You know, oh, I just binge I just binge binge watched all of Age of Resistance. Now I'm a full blown, um, you know, uh, Dark Crystal fan. Like it, it expanded the mythos so much, and now I'm diving in. And this, like, it's elevated the original work so much more. And um, it's really given the promise of, you know, especially with the new technology that they were able to fit in so seamlessly with the puppets. Like, like the world of of, of Thra has just bl been blown open. And this is everything that I was looking forward to leading up to Power of the Dark Crystal is is combining some elements of very subtle photoreal cg to um to allow like just the world to just explode outwards because what what we've seen now the biggest obviously source of um it, the most immersive kind of source of dark crystal material we have now is the film where it's just you can see it kind of live action you can see it right there um but it, it was very much contained to sets and, and this is something that um cheryl talked about in your interview with her as well that like while we did create a lot of things we and we went to like two locations or something um it was mm. mostly yeah it was mostly restricted to like yeah matte paintings and um and this sort of thing so to see uh that 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 is going to blow open the scope and after Age of Resistance has blowed, blown open the scope of Dark Crystal, that's when you tell someone, oh, you enjoyed that? Well, just thought I'd let you know that for a year and a so, uh, a year or so, um, uh, let's say um, Rocksteady, uh, the makers of Arkham, mm. um, they've been making, they've been hard at work making a Dark Crystal RPG. Here are the first few screenshots, and like that is boom, pinpointing it, man. That is exactly when you re release that information, um, and then the excitement of Age of Resistance melds into the excitement of the new RPG, and then we see an E3 trailer, and um, uh, Brian Frad walks on stage. Okay, this is this is getting a bit like <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're getting a little bit um but it, you know actually it's not too far-fetched because we saw um final fantasy 10 uh premiere uh or at least have this big event this countdown event on the stage of the oscars did you know about that uh, no, actually no. Yeah, yeah. So you know, little, the little game that could from the 1987, you know, um, which was, by the way, came after Dark Crystal, Final Fantasy. There's no question that it had some inspiration from Dark Crystal, um, in many ways, with that sort of element of the crystal there, uh, central to the story and all that. Um, and and so we had Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy. He had his his face blown up like a couple, like very very large on the screen, you know, behind this sort of Oscar stage, and he was saying, "Oh, look how far." Uh, 
you know, um, the 30th anniversary, you know, um, Final Fantasy's come so far uh, from us working mm -hmm. about it in the 80s, you know, 30 years ago, and here we are. And I could see either a pre-recorded message by Brian Froud and, and maybe Cheryl Henson just be like, uh, Jim, you know, he would talk about wanting to see more of this world and, and being like, um, knowing that uh, the... Um, the the story itself was contained is like i've not nothing opposed to telling other stories it's just like like that's what he said is like oh the sequel really wouldn't work because this is kind of uh, in a way like what happens you know like at the end kind of thing but we would uh, he's like i would be not be not be opposed to seeing more stories told and then rocksteady come out and they talk about well we want to fulfill what jim talked about what the promise and premise of um dark crystal uh would allow to happen and then boom right there let's say e3 2019 sorry E3, possibly 2020 uh, gameplay, um, uh, like a 10-minute gameplay video of you playing, of the person playing is like the the girl fling in the, in the full open world. What do you reckon of that, man? Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be um, fantastic. Yeah, if they, um, yeah, just dropping another bomb on, of um, <laughs> you know, here we got this new game in development, um, and um, yeah, because like I was just thinking, you know, the whole um, video games. And I mean, this was something that sort of, um, I think Jim Henson sort of almost had these ideas um, uh, about it. Um, I was just, I'll just read a passage from Jim Henson, the, the biography. So during a trip to Hollywood to attend the Oscars where Jim and Nods performed the Oscar nom nominated Rainbow Connection only to watch it lose the best song trophy to It Goes Like It, It Goes Like It Goes from Norma Ray. Jim and Lisa met with Sherry Lins Lanson at 20th Century Fox to pitch their ambitious idea, a film in which the audience would be asked at intervals to choose the direction of the story. The mechanics were cumbersome based on choices made by the audience. 72 different variations of the film were possible, but Jim was confident he, but Jim was confident he could make it work. Um, we, we were really interested in non-linear storytelling, recalled Lisa. We were really interested in non-linear storytelling, recalled Lisa. So it was Lisa Hansen, I'm presuming. The concept was you make a movie on a laser disc, and then a computer program would drive it to play different bits of the disc depending on what choice was made. But it wasn't possible to do it on a commercial filmmaking level. It would take another decade before the technology could catch up with Jim's idea. Really, where it all ended up was in video games, said Lisa. But we didn't know it at that time. And so, yeah, and, and it's just like, I mean, that, that was a thing with Jim that he just, he always had a, like hundreds of ideas in his, in his head. And, and this was, yeah, like we were just talking about the whole, you know, video games that um, I was just trying to bring up this, um, uh, just, just a little passage from that Jim Henson biography uh, that was written, written by Brian J. Jones. That's awesome, dude. I really appreciate that. And um, and so there you go, listeners. Like we have uh, we have right there. You know, Jim was already um, even back then just thinking about not necessarily maybe directly a game, but just seeing how we could how this world could expand and how um and how the story could expand and what he was describing really is a dialogue wheel uh, so any bioware folk listening yes, yeah. either you know um aficionados the fan base of bioware or even developers um so like henson was all over it he's like oh and maybe uh, this pretty much guarantees it for me for any um mm -hmm. Uh, Dark Crystal game to come out, it would have to have dialogue wheels just to honor that particular passage which you just talked about of like how would yeah. the story how would the story branch out and um, uh, I think for that we would use um, Dark 
um, fuck, excuse me, <laughs> Dragon Age. <laughs> for that, we yeah. would for that we would use Dragon Age um, for that one there. Um, and uh, okay, tell me, Phil, is that going to be another title I have to send you as well as Horizon Zero Dawn and Mad Max? You haven't played Dragon uh, Age Inquisition, yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. okay for Christmas. <laughs> no, no, for Christmas I will be sending you these three games. Uh, right, you have oh, to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you send me um, like a PO box or something in an email or whatever, and um, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hold myself to these things, man. So hopefully that'll <laughs> you'll forget about it and then remember as soon as it arrives. And yeah, um, just be nice, yeah. <laughs> I dig it, man, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, so there's my skeleton kind of for those things. I want open world definitely along the lines of Breath of the Wild, but tightening it up a little bit because sometimes, as much as I love Breath of the Wild, it's just uh, just this this tiniest bit of like um, uh, desolateness, even though it's intentional because mm-hmm. of the post-apocalyptic setting. Um, and yes, again, yeah. that's very much yeah, that's very much suited with um, the particular era that we're thinking for Dark Crystal, where there wouldn't be it wouldn't be too crazy. Like it wouldn't be like villages everywhere. It's like the puddling village is very much like a sanctuary. Um, and we've we've since been given we've we've since seen maps and such of, of like Thra and like um, different settlements and such, haven't? we uh sorry can you repeat that that's okay we've we've since had in media since obviously the films came out and then like power of the dark crystal the um the the graphic novel series kind of thing and and the comics yeah and um we've since uh we we since do have a map of of thra like a a more extensive one um that has like yeah settlements tribe locations and all this sort of thing you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah i i think um yeah the maps have got um it was very recently, I think, with the uh, the Shadows of the Dark Crystal um, that in that in that book, I think, in the hardcover. I don't know if they did it with the paperback. Um, I definitely know. I think on in the iBook version uh, that it that it contains, yeah, like the map of Thra, um, which you know, which is which is really cool, just to sort of you know get an idea. And and I think you know with um, like with the Dark Crystal, yeah, I mean, it's you know based on this planet Thra. Uh, but it's really, it's all in this, really, this one country uh, called Scarath. And so, so like, we only know, you know, probably, like, probably 10, 15% of the planet is probably Scarath. So, there's a lot of possibilities of going beyond. Uh, I think it's S-K-A-R-I-T-H. That is very close. Oh, look at you, um, Lucasfilm. You know, they named their planet Scarif with an F um, for Rogue One. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I know. It was one of those things where, yeah, well, like when they announced that planet, I'm like, yeah, it sounds awfully familiar. Um, Get to Henson's lawyers on the on the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. well, then they, they, they have it cool. again, listeners. Um, we know we talked about uh, Dragon Age. Uh, there you go. I did it. I I finally did it without yeah. saying yeah. Dark Crystal. Um, <laughs> so we talked about Dragon Age, but what they have is um, uh, for the past couple of titles, they've set them in different areas of um, Thedas, which is the um the, the Dragon Age world. By the way, you want a bit of trivia for the name Thedas, which is T H E D A S. That's the world of um of Dragon Age. Um, the name just comes from the dust, which is. DAS Dragon Age setting. They just at one point they didn't know how to, what to call it. They were like, the da- uh, what do we call this damn world? Uh, let's just call it the yeah. dra- the Dragon Age setting. So the das, the das, you know. Yeah, and and, and I think so. The origins with um, naming uh, the world Thra is uh, it's, it's pretty much an anagram of Earth, but you just take away the e. Oh, that's and perfect. That's, 
Yes, yeah, yeah. I swapping trivia here. This has been yeah, your exactly, trivia. Yeah. This has been your <laughs> trivia podcast brought to you by. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome, and, and so yeah, listeners. Um, uh, yeah. So for 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 the third. Um, Dragon Age um, for Inquisition, there was like discussion of like, oh, where in the map will they set it? And and the similar thing is happening right now uh, with um, Elder Scrolls as they're wondering, oh, whereabouts are, are they going to, you know, is it going to be Akavir, the land of the dragons? Is it going to be um, elsewhere, sort of thing, um, which is like the place where the Khajiit are from. Um, so this is again, there's a precedent definitely of like setting a game within a certain area. And in fact, my friend we can think about this possibly in terms of creative titling something evocative so dark crystal um uh astro sorry um what is it called the the two dots i i did not succeed in english as a kid what are they called not the semi the colon okay so dark crystal colon and then the area where that will be set do you, do you maybe valley of the mystics or something something evocative like that that could be the name um how big is the valley of the mystics it's probably pretty small right uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I don't know if you've um, checked it out, but I, I actually discovered it like last night. Um, and there was this, um, it, it is on the Dark Crystal, um, uh, the Facebook page, the Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast Network Facebook page. And um, I, I found this like 3D fan art of the Valley of the Mystics from the Dark, of you know, um, so... We, we, we can pause it if you want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, no, now I have to. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll jump in and I'll probably include some of this in the bloopers. So, yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. Valley of the Mystics. Valley of Mystics. 3D. And I just can just type it in Google. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, if you go to facebook.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast, uh-huh. and it's the second post down. Oh my God. What's going to happen? Wrote, to my and life? I wrote, here's an impressive. Um, Oh my god. You are going to break my brain, dude. I need to clean up my room. I'm going to be cleaning up my brain all around this freaking room. Thanks a lot, man. I was hoping to, I was hoping to be able to function today without you showing me amazing stuff. It's a... This guy, I know. Alright, so, um, okay. Hang on, I can, I can give you the direct link. Hang on. Oh, he's got the skills. The linking skills. Thanks, man. Here we go. That might be better. Here's the video introduction. Oh, yeah. nice and nice, nice video introduction. Oh, 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 damn. Oh, here's an impressive 3D fan art. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace, for audio listeners. Oh my God, Phil. Yeah. Phil. Yeah. Phil. We're just know. we're talking about this right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're literally talking about this exact thing. When it, yeah. two weeks ago? Okay. Um, Phil, I had no knowledge of this, and then it was pretty I, much talk about great conjunction, great conjunctions. It was about two weeks ago that I invited you onto the show to do this. Yeah. So if you don't believe in all that kind of cool cosmic energy shit, oh sorry, I'll again bleep this out. I apologize. Okay, Phil, am I offending you? Actually, by the way, by swearing, I actually want to stop. I want oh, to make. No, 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 not at all. No, okay, no, okay, no, okay, no. okay, 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 yeah. okay. I, but I will bleep. I promise. Okay, I'm yeah, pl- I'm playing this thing, and I'm about to lose. Hey. My shit right now. This, yeah. How, how about we put this in the show? And this could be your so your live reaction. Oh. Sort of. Oh my god. I just can't even handle my life right now. And it's spinning it around, and it's 
Oh, damn. I'm so sorry, by the way. I hadn't seen this. Okay, this is literally how to make an Albert cry. You look in my Wikipedia article, it's like, under, like, how to make this creature cry, it's like, oh, just play him this fucking amazing thing. Oh, and now it's becoming the, the polygons. Okay, listeners, and especially if you created this thing, you sexy beast, you, um, you need to get in contact we need to interview you. We're gonna find some way of like, on either of our networks, I, I'm sure, like, I'll do my best to get in touch with this person. So, Jose Luis Quiros, if you're out there, get the hell in touch, except a gigantic, awkward digital hug that's gonna squeeze the light out, life out of you. I'm just gonna start hugging you intensely because you are part of what exactly what Phil and I are talking about right now on the air or on this recording. Um, yeah. Phil? That was amazing, and you are awesome, and I love you. This is fantastic. Uh, are you kidding? Right, no, it's, it's, are you kidding I, yeah. me right now? It's perfect. No, no, like, I, saw, I saw it last night, and, and, and if you look at the, um, if you go to his username, there is another video called The Fan Art Making Of. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah. uh, it, it, it's pretty much the same the same clip at the start, but it just um, shows sort of a little bit behind the scenes towards the end. That's um, brilliant. That's brilliant. And it's just like, oh, it's just another, another area of Thra. Is this the, the the swamps or something? Oh no no, that's another area. Oh no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing, but if you um, yeah, I okay. think it's just like an extra thirty seconds more. Yeah. Just uh, with the model. Label. Yeah. Well, I'm officially uh, dead right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you expected. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, it just came to my mind just because yeah. um, you were mentioning about uh, what the scale of um, yeah. developing mystics was, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah. They yeah. Bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know if you're expecting to be able to speak with someone cogent and like intelligible on the rest of this podcast, but I'm I'm dead now, man. I I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, um, that's brilliant. It's it's very much. Um, just throw that in your pitch video. Anyone listening to this, if you want to cut clips out of what Phil and I are saying, feel free. Like if you want to um, put, if you're putting something together for a dev, because this is how things happen. You put together a pitch video, um, and um, you know, set up petitions, do whatever you need to. We're happy to. I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I don't know. Obviously, extending this to Phil because Phil gives voice to these amazing people creating Dark Crystal. I'm sure. Needless to say, that you would be interested in speaking with possibly a dev that may hear this and say, "Oh, let me." Um, share what I'm attempting or share my fan out that I hope uh, constitutes maybe like a, a teaser trailer of something that a bigger studio can then take and create something bigger from. Would you be happy with someone listening to this and maybe getting in touch with you, um, um, Phil? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm open, you know, you know, they can take out, you know, my ideas or whatever. I'm, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Have this in recording, absolutely clip this out if you need to as proof like we're just putting this out into the ether we we're, we're claiming no like oh you know we're gonna rock up later when the thing exists and say oh they stole our idea this is no one's this idea oh, no, this, no. this idea belongs to thousands and millions of people who are just daydreaming of this every day we're just giving it voice so there's no yes, copyright crap or anything like that um no. I, I need to throw this at you you saw last jedi i take it Oh, yes, I have, yeah, yeah. Um, how about them Fathias boy with them giant long freaking strider legs? Look at that. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, they were pretty cool, yeah. But, I mean, I, I loved I loved the Porgs. Um, they were... They're, they're so cute. And, um, yeah. Been, been getting... Yeah. I was just saying, I've been buying into the Porgs, you know, with the pop vinyls. And um, and it was even, like, one of those... Um, those what, um, what do you call them? Those lucky boxes, sort of things. Um, you know, oh, those. Um, uh, trying to think of the name. They're not lucky boxes. Um, 
yeah, loot boxes. Yeah, yeah. And you had, you know, you, 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 and and the one with the Porg was like, you know, very hard to get. And I chose it. I chose the box and opened it up. And then out came the Porg. Nice. So, so yeah, good. So. <laughs> also, they need to re- they need to rename it to Lucky Boxes in honor of you, Phil. <laughs> Lucky boxes, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to get the nickname, you know, this is Lucky Phil. Um, which is something from uh from a TV show, a variety show, I think a Hey Hey It's Saturday. I love that. Um okay. Pluck a duck. Yeah, yeah. Pluck a duck, yeah, baby. Pluck a duck, yeah. Ride and yeah. die. Freaking David Strassman. Not a chicken or a camp. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But yeah, these Fathias, you know, these these long-legged creatures. Um, I writing this thing myself. It's called the Quantum Myth, and it's um about uh you know it taps into a little bit of Dark Crystal with this there's this observatory scene and everything, and there's this um the notion of like uh it's essentially it's enta- it's the story's entaf and it's like sentient metaphors. That's what E N T from sentient and taf from metaphors. So these creatures called entafs, what they do is they um they're essentially like um. Uh, sort of, yeah, they're reflections in this other world, say Narnia, the Wizard of Oz, whatever have you. Um, they're reflections of something, um, of like a, of like a friendship or relationship. So when two people like you and your fiance have an entaf in this world that is like this creature that combines both of your energies, and if you have like a more lion-like energy and she has a more stag-like energy, then this creature will resemble like a lion that has like antlers, you know? Like that's, that's the kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So when I saw this creature, I immediately thought of dark crystal and immediately thought of as well as quantum myth and stuff um this 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 creature which so looks like a jim henson creation it so looks like something that is a a a mixture of these these different creatures um and it made me excited for the um and i want to talk to you about it the creature creation contest so i believe that's closed now the the uh the dark crystal one am i right yeah yeah that's right and um i i I think on my episode with uh chain to cheryl henson um, yeah, they actually had a lot of entries. I think they had over like 3,000 entries um, with this uh, Dark Crystal uh, create a cre- create a creature for the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And so I think right now they're still, they must be still going through them, through all those entries. And um, But I'm, yeah, but I'm sure like there'll be an update on who won and, um, and yeah, yeah I, I think it's, you know, I, I think that's a cool thing that um, what Jim Henson Company um that what they've been doing is actually you know getting sort of fans involved in some way um and that's kind of happened you know with with their with their contests um especially with the author quest uh with jm lee you know when he won you know he got to write uh shadows of the dark crystal and then of course he worked on the sequel song of the dark crystal but he actually uh got very he actually got on board with um the dark crystal age of resistance as one of the sort of staff writers or at least part of the part of the writing team um, so there's a lot of that synergy um, uh, that they've been creating, and um, and, I, and I guess like with, with fans as well. I think there was other contests um, uh, that people uh, like with the fan film contest, and um, one uh, I think uh, Kristen uh, who won that contest, uh, who's who does a lot of sort of costumes or like um, all that kind of stuff, and she's she's been working on on the show as well so um yeah which which is which is pretty cool yeah it really gives you this this feeling man that more than pretty much any other kind of property community world ip whatever that um or just like story kind of thing that there's this intimacy between the creators and the community 
um, that there's very few lines drawn between the two, that the lines are sometimes blur, in fact, and one becomes the other, so to speak, of, of you know, these, um, these fan contests. And... Um, that I, I really feel in, in, in a really important way, which, but by the way, again, not disparaging Last Jedi, but let's just say that uh-huh. there was a disconnect uh, in some cases between the fan expectations and what Star Wars meant to like a, a huge um, part of the community there and then the direction that they took. Um, it's important yeah. to take risks, absolutely, but it also, like, yeah, Dark, Crystal, yeah, Dark Crystal is proof that by communicating with, with your fan base and uh, and your community, you can create something that literally does both. It, it breaks new ground, it takes risks, but it also incorporates um, uh, what, like, their feedback, and so that you can do both, you know? Um, and I think that that process would have to extend absolutely in in the creation of a game and uh jose who made this amazing demo um this sort of um, valley of the mystics thing uh he needs to be in those conversations he just has to to me like Mm, like like that's it's incredible that like um that 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 there's that that there is that sort of interfacing between um creator and um like community so um but yeah yeah absolutely yeah Mm. Um, I have one more question for you, man, because um, I also want to recognize time. We're, we're over the hour and 30. Um, how are we, how we doing for time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could probably chat. Yeah, I could probably chat for, yeah, another, like, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, just to wrap it up. Yeah, 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 totally. Too easy, too easy. Okay, well, um, let's let's fire off a few things. So um, I'm going to go hot take, okay? Is that cool? So yeah, uh, st- um, Landstrider Racing, we need to have this in the game as a mini game, correct? Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, you know, because I mean, you, you could eliminate um, sort of the fast travel and, you know, have them sort of, you know, if they're able to, to go at an, an incredible speeds, uh, I think that would be kind of cool. And I think like as a fan, if I was, you know, playing the game, I, I'd probably just rather ride on the Landstriders, you know, along Thra than, you know, taking the, the, uh, the fast travel route. Um, yeah. Absolutely agreed. Um, now we need to get uh, your thoughts on voice acting. Would you want voice acting? Would Jen's original actor, I'm not sure um, who that awesome uh, gentleman would be, but um, uh, able to return or would you want to see voice acting in um, in this uh, in, in this game? Uh, yeah, I would definitely like voice acting um, in the game. I know that's probably the one thing, thing that's really unique with um, The Legend of Zelda, how sort of you know, Link, he, he never talks, that sort of thing. Uh, but I feel like, um, I don't know, for a game like The Dark Crystal, I feel like that, you know, everyone's got to talk or have their own sort of, you know, <laughs> uh, to be to be able to speak. Um, so I'm definitely up for voice acting. And I mean, like, I, I like I think Stephen Garlick, who did the voice of, um, of Jen. Um, and I mean, if I did do a game that took place, say, like, yeah, after the events of The Dark Crystal, and it's like him and kira and probably fizz gig or whatever um they you know they because at that point of time they're trying to sort of restore the gelfling um or like because i think uh, i'm pretty much led to believe that there'll be some gelflings that are sort of out there that um you know thought that they were all wiped out but um uh but they try and find them and sort of you know rebuild sort of the gelfling uh civilization uh, to bring them back to Thra, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a locked in for me. As we go down our list, um, we need to get Stephen back. Yeah. Um, and and the actress who played uh, Kira, what was her name? Uh, yeah. So Kira was voiced by Lisa Maxwell, um, and who's who's more very well known for her work on The Bill, um, that British uh, crime 
or police uh, series associated uh, with the, the voice of Kira. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd be interested, you know, to see them uh, reprise the roles. You know, like, or with, like, uh, you know, how they've been doing with, for example, Sigourney Weaver. She repri- reprised her role uh, um, as Ellen Ripley for the Alien Isolation DLC, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, which is which is pretty awesome to, to, to see them back, you know, sort of reprising their roles. Um, and, and um, I mean, that's going to be the interesting thing with, um, with Age Resistance, because um, I know, um, like, I mean, with Olga, um, who was voiced by Billy Whitelaw, and, uh, and of course, I mean, she's unfortunately not with us anymore. Um, so, and there's going to be probably a couple of characters uh, with, you know, with age resistance where the voices might be a little bit different to what we, what we remember uh, from the film. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the voice acting, I think is, um, I, I feel is pretty essential. And, um, and I think these days the, um, the voice acting is just, um, just fantastic like with animation and also with video games um um yeah yeah um and so now we're going to talk about a bit of um assassin's creed what we have here is um uh obviously we don't want a parkour simulator and i don't think even even like uh like i mean so you know gelfling's definitely very dexterous kind of you know creatures as well like they're able to um you know especially like you see uh like you can just like that's kind of what they seem to be suited for is like adventuring in kind of all those forms but um uh what do you think about um um sort of incorporating a little bit about what assassin's creed does with like platforming and climbing things and like 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 what are we talking in terms of the size of this world do you reckon uh skyrim sized, breath of the wild sized um yeah i'm probably leaning towards um breath of the wild i think like i'm, I'm just trying to think like how you know how far do they do to do they do it for a first game, um, and I think Breath of the Wild because I mean Skyrim is like that's a pretty massive. Um, I think that's a lot bigger. I think compared to Breath of the Wild, um, so. Um, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you know, just, we should we have to keep oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to we have to keep going because we have you for a little bit less of a you know like I mean maybe ten more minutes. So let's crack on with these yeah, hot takes. Yeah, okay, sorry. here's what here's what we need. Okay, okay, here we go. So let's get out of the way. Um, so uh, DLC, uh, microtransactions, loot boxes, all that kind of thing. Um, now you have like we know about the negatives of microtransactions and stuff, and we're not going to even go into like anything loot boxy or anything like that. Personally, what I'd love to see is the option to um again obviously to support developers as well and as well as having that fun the same thing that the people do with overwatch for example is they they just like to kind of kick the developers a few extra dollars just with like being able to download a cool skin like that's as far as microtransactions should ever go screw the powering screw the whole thing of like buying things that will make the game easier it's just like aesthetics is fine nah. so i could i could yeah, definitely yeah. see mm-hmm, i could just definitely see skins um of like like you can oh you can have classic gen skin and um adventurer gen skin and you can have oh Kira skin kind of thing, um, um, but what I wanted to get from you is, uh, if we can't fit, like, what would you put as DLC, like, uh, of the game? Would you have like something set in a completely different era, like the main game, for example, set before Dark Crystal, and then you can have a Power of the Dark Crystal DLC where you can explore, like, be as like free and like daydreamy as you want, man, because this could all become real one day. Go for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just trying to think. Uh... Probably the big thing I think that would be interesting. Um, I know they did this with um, uh, again with Middle Earth, the Shadows of Mordor, how that DLC had um, like a prequel story, um, which was like pretty cool to sort of get that bit of the backstory with Talion and 
and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was just thinking about sort of something along the lines, like sort of a prequel story that sort of can delve almost like into the history of almost like recreating sort of some moments from the uh, the graphic novel, the uh, creation myths, just getting to know more about the Earth Skex and how they came to be and, and how the splitting sort of happened. Because I feel like, you know, for, you know, there'll be people who are sort of jumping onto the Dark Crystal for the first time and, um, you know, probably wanting to know those sort of backstories. And I feel like, you know, if you're telling that in the video game, I mean, there is that potential that they could actually do that in Age of Resistance um, as well. Um, but I think it would be kind of cool, like, um, just to sort of get, yeah, just for, for people who are new, just to sort of get a, a deeper understanding of sort of the mythology. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, like I've, I've never been a huge fan, like, yeah, with DLC, um, like, it's something I haven't really gotten really deep into. Um, the only exception is really being just with um, just with story content, um, yeah, like the Shadows of Mordor, Shadows of War, um, uh, the Zelda, the Zelda DLC. I think I bought that. Um, a couple other little things, uh, but I mean, like skins and stuff. Like, yeah, like I think that'd be at least a cool little, you know, little feature. And I mean, if I did that with the Dark Crystal game, I'd I'd probably just buy them all. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now this is just my pure indulgence here, as, and I'm doing this. By the way, I couldn't I couldn't leave you off this podcast without telling you about Ghost um, of a Tale. Let's actually pause, and I need you to Google this. You need to go ghostofatale.com. Ghost of a Tale. Yeah, and that's T A L E as well. Yeah. So you know about this game? I don't think so. That's okay. As long as it's showing up like it's this adventure kind of yeah. thing that you like, it's a mouse. You can see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, just a quick little. I don't know if you and your fiance ever grew up with this sort of thing, but you know the Secret of Nim. Uh yeah, yeah. I have, I have heard. Like, I, I know of the movie. I actually, I don't know why. It's one of those movies that I just actually haven't never seen. I'm um, sending you that as uh, well in uh, December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, dude. No. So, um, the reason I, I send you to it first of all because, like, look at this game. It's incredible. And and what it what it has, it has this expansive kind of scope. But at the same time, it, it does keep things like um, Zelda-ish, you know, cl- closer in. You know, so it's this great, walks this great line of, um, you know, I think it's set in and around like a castle kind of thing. Please look into it, um, Phil, because as well as a touchstone for what we're talking about, um, in terms to how like you, maybe it might be possible, like it might turn out that the devs are like that's great love love that you have the breath of the wild ambitions however this is our budget this is what we can do we want to incorporate some of the breath of the wild stuff like climbing and all that but we just this is our budget and i can understand that and so for that for any devs listening about that and yourself phil look at ghost of a ghost of a tale now i spoke with seath um via the forums there he's a fantastic fantastic guy he's ex dreamworks he worked on like the prince of egypt and stuff and um i'm going to be doing a dedicated show uh, interactive artistry episode for him as well hopefully get him on the show um to talk oh. about what he's doing with this he developed it almost entirely himself so uh, jose please continue keep creating more assets keep like literally this this sort of thing is where like this kind of game begins so you're at the ground floor with this jose who who made that um uh, uh you know and i'll be getting in touch with you shortly after this but uh, needless to say i spoke with him this is as i mentioned i was getting a bit indulgent i was like uh, i spoke with seath um on this forums and i said look here here is everything i want to see from a collector's edition okay and he's he sort of chuckled at me he's like that's great that's adorable um you think that we have budget for that but okay sure let me hear you out yeah. and and i did and i posted all the special 
collector's editions that I could see of this. Um, and he sent me some postcards, which was really, really great. Like just out oh, of nice. the activity, yeah, on the forums, like a signed letter and everything. Um, and also, I, I messaged uh, Sony Santa Monica. Same thing. I just sort of congratulated them and giving them support for because we do God of War podcast. They were like insanely beautifully, generously said they'll send something signed to us as well, which is ridiculous and awesome and and super appreciated. Don't take it for granted. Um, and so, what I want to happen right now with this is I want to. At some point, like once I've put this together, I will link it to either Cheryl or something or someone related to Age of Resistance, have this sort of enter their consciousness and have them go to these things and be like, oh, whoa, look at um, Ghost of a Shell. Look at uh, people excited about collector's editions of all things, you know, like look at these, like look at this activity. So um, and, and to sort of take inspiration from that and maybe start putting together these pitches for something like this, which again, Jose, you need to be involved. But um, anyway, big tangent. But anyway, the question, Phil, is what would you want to see out of a collector's edition for this um dark crystal i need to get that information from you <laughs> yeah i know like it's i think it would have to be some like statue sort of i don't know like i just i'm just trying to think like what maybe a statue of like the main characters of the games um yeah it, it's something yeah like man strider like like oh, rearing right, yeah. rearing up and the thing is uh, i'm assuming obviously for the game you'd have to remodel it a little bit so that it could go faster uh, and i would love to yes, see like yes. a slightly tweaked remodeled thing uh and then maybe like a, a one of the the heroes maybe from age of resistance would you want any of the protagonists from age of resistance to be maybe the lead player in the game or would you want to do arkham style just separate them out so that each can be what they are and oh sorry um shadow of war just have the separate like there's no vigor mortensen for example in shadow of war like it's it's talion yeah. yeah i yeah i i i think i'd probably like them to be somewhat connected to um age resistance just to have sort of that one sort of canon um but like i know like with batman like with arkham asylum like that works perfectly like as its own thing um but I think with something, yeah, with the Dark Crystal, um, that I think I'd like, yeah, the game, I'd like for the game to have some kind of connective tissue um, with Age Resistance, with Age Resistance, or at least sort of the era um, at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really dig that, man. Um, and what would be your closing thought? Because, yeah, I want to absolutely, like, we have the rest of our weekends ahead of us, but um, what, what would be your closing uh, comments and thoughts on a Dark Crystal um, uh, open world RPG? Well, I, I guess final thoughts is I guess now's the um, the best time to, to, to do this video game, you know, now that we've got this Age of Resistance show happening. And I think, um, you know, very soon, you know, when it comes out, you know, next year that um, I think a lot of fans and, you know, not only, you know, the old fans are hopefully will enjoy it, but it's going to reach a much bigger audience um, than it's than it's ever had um, with the Dark Crystal. So there'll be people seeing it for the first time and they'll just be, hopefully be blown away by, you know, what, what we were sort of back in the 80s or if we discovered it in the VHS era in the 90s or DVDs in the the early 2000s uh just what a what amazing the world is and um just uh there's just a lot of potential uh just you know with uh with storytelling what different eras you could you could tell it in and um and yeah i just want to make this exist yeah my man i'm gonna give you one of these legend yeah. <laughs> dude i am like 
Link, thank you so much. That was a perfect way of tailing it off, dude. Um, I am really glad we uh, um, met up uh, through the messages and everything through that sort of shared mind space of um, Dark Crystal. And, and this is essentially what we've just, like, I'll be like closing up the recording, editing it, putting it out there. You and me, we've just sort of put this out there into just to kind of join that collective swirl of, you know, people like ha ruminating on this, having plans for this, maybe thinking about this. Maybe someone like Jose, who developed this, he, he hears this is like, oh, wow, that's, that's connected to what I want to do this is all connected yeah. let's let's put this out there and so what i feel as though we've done even though i'm not like smoke blowing or anything like i feel as though like that that's something we've kind of like put together here and i feel like it, it will benefit both dark crystal and the interactive medium yeah absolutely yeah yeah very exciting for sure i feel like i met a brother from another mother man you're a legend so <laughs> great to meet you man yeah no, it's great to meet you too and um yeah just thank you so much for uh letting me be part of the um of make this exist podcast it's yeah my, my it's man exactly and interactive artistry and same right back to you um for letting me be a part of the upcoming uh gathering songs can't wait for that uh on the 23rd or 20 what was it again so we're recording on the 24th 24th yeah. that's the one yeah and and I'll, I'll set the alarms and everything but dude um i'll wrap up the show i'll just be like so um listeners um look we uh yeah like if to close out the show we at interactive artistry are always looking to improve and streamline the show uh, so we can make it the best sort of be all end all destination for showcasing the most worthwhile games and creators uh, that are contributing to the overall growth of this medium uh with that in mind if you have suggestions for either of us um uh, and if you wanted to get in touch with uh, uh with, with phil i'll uh, throw it to you um what are the ways in which our listeners can get in touch with you buddy yeah, so you can get in touch with me uh, through the uh, Dark Crystal podcast, Trial by Stone. So we're pretty much all over social media. So our Facebook, um, we're on facebook.com forward slash Dark Crystal podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter, um, which we're at Dark Crystal pod uh, because we couldn't get enough characters to podcast. So Dark Crystal pod. Uh, we're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Dark Crystal podcast. Uh, you can find the show on um, on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher. Um, and we also have a Patreon campaign as well. Um, if you're interested in supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast. Speaking of which, just sort of weaving it all together, interactiveartistry at gmail.com if you wanted to get in touch with me and sort of suggest things and sort of partake in this kind of big kind of dialogue. We, we, we sort of have across all these sort of um, underappreciated and very much in need of just like people coming together and, and boosting them and, and bringing them to the sort of greatest fulfillment of what they can be. Um, and then, yes, uh, speaking of which, ourselves as well, you know, um, Interactive Artistry, uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash interactiveartistry if you wanted to, yeah, help us grow and, um, and yeah, just sort of everyone kind of coming together like poddling village style and just like having a good time uh on the web with dark crystalline games uh phil once again an honor a privilege and a um uh, i'm very 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 happy that you jumped on the show today yeah no worries yeah yeah great great to be on the show yeah <laughs> yeah have a great rest of the day man yeah you too The idea of Kratos being able to change because of his child. That idea of how much of our selves, our real selves, do we show our children, and how much of what we do changes when we know we have a mirror reflecting our flaws back at us. But I think for people to really see truly that we were trying to do something different, we just had to zig when they expected us to zag. Teaching is kind of an important aspect of the game, passing on of knowledge from father to son. It's interesting because this character that we've been so familiar with, seeing him kind of 
start to make different decisions, seeing him struggle. He has this God side and this human side, two things that were never meant to coexist together. The son is teaching him how to be human. It's, it's bringing out that sort of closeted humanity that he stamped down. When we set out to build this game, we wanted to show gamers what the next generation of gaming was going to be like. It meant that we needed to build a new experience. The camera lenses we use are similar to the lens that we use if you were shooting a movie. Lens curvature on the screen because of the camera lens. There's chromatic aberration because there's separation of color that happens naturally through a lens. It's those imperfections that make you feel like something is alive. One thing that was extremely unique experience for me as someone who's done this with films, television, and books mostly, in fact, for some reason, the storyline as well as the philosophical underpinnings, when you're playing the game and controlling the character, or you know that the person next to you is controlling it, it sticks in your mind even deeper than a great work of literature or a cinematic a masterpiece. Well, that's the benefit of making this game, is that we knew we could leverage interactivity. We knew we could leverage mechanics, something completely unique to video games. No other kind of form medium can get you to feel that kind of connection to another character. We wanted to create some very, very beautifully rendered, very engaging emotionally, choice-based game to have the tonality and the emotionality of the films. At every stage in the design process, hone in on the core value, the core thing, the one piece of, of meaning that we really need to communicate through this work of art. Video games have the capacity to connect people and help them share their feelings, their thoughts, that shows their true creative spirit. I think everything has a piece of art. Everything human does has a potential to express, and they are all art. have um, a design process that does actually start with an emotion. And then we try and take all of the elements, a story, but also the visual language of the game and the audio and the interaction itself to feed that emotional journey. Okay, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, see, yeah. see, now that's how I know you're a podcaster, is because you don't just hang up. You you finish the show, no, no, yeah. and then yeah. and then you have the post show. But dude, that was so fun. You, we have to do this again yeah, cool. in some way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. I mean, we might even have like a special special Dark Crystal report. Say if we do hear any any um, uh, any sort of news of, of anything rumbling up. Like if we see, we'll definitely like we'll have to. Like call up again, do another one of these. If we hear any noise whatsoever, and just be like, "Holy crap, it actually happened!" Yeah, so yeah. that could be cool. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna have a lot of fun editing around all of our ums and ahs, which I'm just as guilty of as you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm pretty. Uh, I'm terrible. I'm. Myself, yeah. Yeah. Although um, although Jeff Goldblum has both of us on that one, he, he's he's pretty horrible, and he'll admit that he's like, "Oh, I'm always humming and hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing," as they say. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a fantastic rest of the weekend, man. I'll catch you later. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> See you, man. Bye. 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 Yeah, bye. Am I speaking with Phil? Yes, you are. And I'm <laughs> presuming I'm speaking to Albert. That is me. That is me. Good to speak with you, my man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no worries. After all the uh, so communication, good. you know, via the digital yeah. tappy-tappies, as I call them. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been a good Saturday so far for yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... just... 
just had breakfast and just sort of uh, tying things up around the place. And... Yeah, that's right. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you one may maybe possible commiseration. Uh, isn't it mm -hmm. true that when you put something like as a plan on the weekend, and then you just like because of the rest of the week, uh, you know that there's like mm -hmm. either either you're in possibly a different space to when you initially made the plan, or sometimes there are like things that come up, and you're like, oh crap, I got that to do as well. <laughs> so I can. Um... Yeah, it's a bit like that sometimes. Yeah, it can, yeah, it can be. Um, I, I guess for me, like most of my weekends are already pretty planned out. Um, yeah. Whether it's like just seeing with family or I don't know, like we just somehow get things, you know, have the weekend sort of sorted pretty much by Wednesday. Yeah. In a way. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no, but that's all right. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with you, man. And especially, I'm, and I'm sure you can relate with the show and everything. It's um, yeah, there's the the increasing need to yeah to like um obviously like plan and um and yeah, yeah. it's it can be it can be a bit interesting actually with the with scheduling eh? yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean that's that's the big thing like especially with my podcast because um uh, i try and you know uh book interviews with people and most of them are from the u.s so it can be a bit bit tricky to um schedule try and you know have the right time to yeah. um get everyone together where it's like those big discussion shows or uh, um so there was a couple of times where yeah like like not for the show but it was something else that um i think i stayed up i think like one 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 a.m whoa to uh, chat to someone over skype so yeah but yeah yeah that's crazy man and yeah like but and... like you, you do like you do like you, you do early chats don't you like <laughs> yeah because I... was there something i it's 3 a.m. Yeah, I fully take advantage of this weird, like, this weird biological freak of nature thing where I'm able to just, like, mm -hmm. like just shut off my body or shut it back on at, at whim. It's probably doing some kind of damage, I'm sure. But, like, if it, whenever <laughs> yeah. whenever I need to be awake for someone's, like, convenience on my, on the other end, it's, it's like, yeah. it's weirdly, like, must must be like my body, we, like, registers it as this, like, utmost, like, body, body like, okay. prior, priority on, like, a physical level. And I just immediately... Yeah, yeah. Um, just wake up whenever as needed however lately and i think i might try and follow this like lately my body's been like okay here's your first like here's your first strike of just like this probably isn't very good for you and um it's mm -hmm. i've my body's been sort of waking up at like 5 a.m instead of like um 2 a.m and oh, okay. uh, yeah. yeah and so i'm what i'm gonna do is like just gently start exploring whether or not because again it's because of the time zone yeah. difference someone's being inconvenienced <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm if right. it yeah. if it has to be someone i don't i'd usually rather it be me but maybe we should take turns with uh, with my co-hosts but um but um yeah. what <laughs> yeah uh, have you have you um, um checked out any of uh, interactive artistry's other shows uh yeah like i have i have I haven't like listened to an episode, uh, you know, uh, fully, but I have like okay. you know listened to you know a couple of them. Um, yeah, no, we, we, yeah, and they seem like yeah, pretty pretty cool. Like I kind of kind of like them, so I know yeah. I just need to well, find time to sort of listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know like I think some of the episodes like they go for quite a while. Like uh, yeah, it was just something like two or three hour um, yeah. episodes. <laughs> um, That's our thing. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of our thing. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the uh, thing is what, what I'll say, and I didn't mean to cut you off, by the way. Um, oh, no, no, no. no what, what I'll say is that because of the longer format, and that's the thing is like, for a while I was like, oh, who knows whether or not that's listener friendly. And, and, and I'm sure maybe you encountered this when setting up Dark Crystal Podcast of like, oh, well, is it like, am, am I the person to be doing this? And, and should, and will this really work out for people with this format? I mean, again, Dark Crystal isn't exactly, I mean, it's changed so much since, especially with like the official website and, you know, the Cheryl Hinton interview and all these symptoms that Dark Crystal is really on the ascendant, but I'm sure it may have possibly crossed yeah. your mind, like, oh well, you know, I wonder if that I'll be able to carry this, and I went whether when whether wonder whether this will find an audience, etc., etc. And we're we're here, um, you know, since August 2014 when you began, um, we're here uh, for like how many, however many, what's how many episodes do you have, man, uh, under your belt? Uh, it, yeah. So all right, so right now, like with the podcast, yeah. So I have um over 40 episodes. I actually I think I'm up to episode. 48 nice I've so 48 been, just came out i've been saying that so, you're i've been saying around that you've been doing that you've done 150 for some reason you give the at least you give the impression that you've done 150 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's probably because i mean i know my shows um when i first started i only did it as a once a month thing yeah. um and that was just and that was just more because well, one you know there wasn't too much happening in dark crystal like in the early years it was yeah. really just waiting for things to come out like with the young adult novel and then yeah. there was this uh, graphic book um the creation miss volume three mm. uh, that we were waiting for that to come out that got delayed for uh, i don't don't know why um yeah so no, that's all right. uh, it was just that and uh, i mean that was a thing like yeah with uh, last year um oh that i was actually thinking of what to do with the podcast yeah. um I mean, this is, you know, before early last year, like before Asia Resistance, and I was thinking yeah. whether to just, you know, to stop it um, or to, you know, pass it on to someone who might want to continue doing it. Or hiatus um, or to, something, yeah. Yeah, or a bit of a hiatus, yeah, just because there wasn't much, I mean, like, we had, there was still a couple of things to look forward to, like, before Asia Resistance, like, you still had these young, young adult novels that another two books to go. And then you also have the um, uh, uh, the Power of the Dark Crystal comics, um, which mm. has sparked a lot of controversy. Yes, uh, with the recent issue. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into all that, man. But um, what I yeah, wanted to yeah. say is, as a kind of a, as a summary of what I feel is a really, really intuitive and uh, intelligent approach that you've had towards Dark Crystal and this content um, and and your show is, is that you scaled it. You scaled it according to you, you gauged. You didn't just barrel through, uh, which can sometimes, you know, um, especially when there's a, a a bit of a drought of of information. Um, you want to not. You don't want to cross that line into contrivance or into diving too deep or just like uh, making it like yeah just like um not not uh, of it not being sincere or of it, of it not feeling uh, necessary in a way and and you don't want to stretch it out or like spread it as bilbo would say i suppose spread it over too much bread you know kind of thing you know like that was kind of yeah. the vibe that i and, and i've never encountered that not in not in a single one of your episodes man it just means that you're in touch with the material you're in touch with your audience and um 
yeah man um i'll i'll just say it here obviously i've i've referenced it uh so our listeners can hear um um i've referenced it in our uh, in our chats you know on like the tappy tappy the oh, chats cool. and stuff that that like yeah um you know you know your work has, has was definitely a part of the sort of pool of um uh signs from the universe and like uh, inspirations um and touchstones for creating interactive artistry so i love that it's oh, for, wow. yeah I'm, I'm super like honored and 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 uh, I'm pleased and, and uh, privileged yeah to have you on the show buddy Oh, wow, wow. No, no worries. Yeah, no, um, yeah. I'm very happy to hear, hear, hear about how so, yeah. um, oh, got the interactive artistry um, happening. So, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of which, let's crack on with I'll do the three, two, one, and then we'll jump into the intro and we'll just get started, man. I mean, I, I, we, we have a very yeah, loose, loose structure yeah. on the show. Yeah. So, on a three. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And three, and two, and one. I feel uh, good, dude. I certainly will. Although I do like your sounds, they're great. I'm gonna put them in put them in the bloopers. It's like disco sound effects. See, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think which Lisa. Hey, hey, Phil, 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 Phil. Yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil. Shout out to editing. Shout out to editing. Hey, how fucking great is it? Makes us sound so smooth and like we know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, also, uh, profanity-wise, I'm happy to bleep. If that's something you don't want to be on a show associated with swear words, please do let me know. We didn't talk about that, but how do you feel about that, Phil? Ah, uh, yeah, you, you can, yeah, probably bleep, yeah, bleep me out, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. do, buddy, absolutely. Um, uh, let's make this one a clean episode. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so also, it, I, po- I apologize if I have been swearing and that hasn't been really, like, I, I do apologize. Nah. If, like, uh, Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah too easy uh yes uh that is um i'm really trying to think of the name I'm, that's it's okay one of those things where just like i gotta I go on imdb so oh dude so this I, is we're gonna sound so we're gonna sound so silky smooth <laughs> this is gonna transition straight immediately into you answering it it's i love editing i fucking exactly. love it exactly. <laughs> yeah go for it but uh, that's okay. Oh, and also, um, I, I figured I'd let you know. Um, I'm yeah. going to be probably, yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with him, but I'm pretty sure Jose would be happy with me, just like including his work in our descriptions and then possibly even using a little, like just go like 4K, whatever kind of highest resolution, using some of just, just a, one screenshot of that demo of the Valley of the Mystics um, as a thumbnail, because that's perfect. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just... Let's let's make it exist. <laughs> make it exist, my man. Did you just do that? That's fantastic. Yeah, what a what a great okay, way. Wait 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 wait. I'll I'll, 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 I'll just do it. I'll do it again. And make this exist. And, and, yeah, go. Yeah, make this exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just want to make this exist. <laughs> yeah, my man. I'm gonna give you one of these. Legend. Yeah. Thank you.